dead center in the backwaters of the galaxy, in the neutral zone between three empires and an uneasy ceasefire from war, is an immense space station called Midspace. It is a lawless metropolis, run by a crime syndicate and visited by all manner of disreputable travelers from diverse planetary systems far and wide. This is the story of some of those travelers. Dr. Z, a psychic jellyfish-like alien, versed in the arts of hacking and medicine who pilots a robotic suit of armor. Cleo, the ursine explosives expert, an immense bipedal bear creature armed to the teeth and not adverse to risk-taking. And Herodotus, a decorated military officer dedicated to the imperial conquest of human civilization. Drinking in a shadowy saloon full of outlaws and looking for quick credits, they are the Backwater Bastards. everyone welcome to the first episode of backwater bastards orbital refuse yay about bloody time i see oh yes i agree we're uh we're a team of players a group of artists who play tabletop games in our spare time team of players. you can check out some of our older games on the website but um <laughs> yeah here's episode one of orbital refuse it's all there okay i think what you're trying to say is that we are a a troop of actors. Yes, very dramatic. We're in space, the final frontier, y'all. Brilliant. With me today, I've got the Doctor Zafre. He's a, uh, <laughs> a a jellyfish-like alien living inside a glass bowl with robot limbs. He's played by one and only Daniel Matthews. Uh, how are you doing, Dan? This cold body. I can't feel anything. <laughs> oh, scrim. <laughs> But yeah, I'm good. Taking <laughs> taking the form the of of an immense bipedal bear carrying a huge rifle and a lot of explosives. We've got Cleo de Cap as uh, played by a uh, well butter my butt and call me a bitch. Yeah, by, by Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. That was amazing. And we have Herodotus Arthurian Mendelroth III. There. <laughs> by the sainted circlets of Saturn, what am I doing here? <laughs> high-ranking high officer in an orbital army who's after a, an honourable discharge. And he's, you know, he has seen his share of combat, but obviously being in the um, the upper management sort of role, his, his share was quite a very low proportion, very low ratio. This played by by Evan. By guile or by gun, I will have my pension in this life or the next. <laughs> You're just after a pension? <laughs> yeah. Ain't we all? Yeah. That's why I'm out here to... Uh, Essentially, I got kicked out of the army, but they couldn't. It's they, they couldn't discharge me. Ain't one me. of us gonna get it. Yeah, like the, the 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 oligarchy is just too strong, so they just they can't kick out a noble. So they sent me on a a reconnaissance mission. But essentially, it's a it's an exile. Oh in my space. god, a vacation. The ultimate bureaucracy. A vacation, indeed, indeed. I I, I have a two cents a day eating budget. <laughs> you know, that adds, up, that adds up over time. Yeah, they're uh, they're not necessarily. Supplying the best of caviar, but uh, one makes do. <laughs> As we say in the armed forces, 
we make do. Um, yeah. I'm just glad that you added that because I started to feel really sad and worried. <laughs> what about my character? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's hungry. Well, so he's he is independently wealthy, so he's he's still got some of his uh his old fa- oh, yeah, old no, family he, money. He's not starving at all. Okay, I just Good. I was like, oh my god, we're finally doing that emotional episode. <laughs> we're finally feeling you guys. <laughs> You're doing it, Peter. You're playing it's a with starving us. Aristocrat. Uh, aristocrat. He's starting to believe he is the one. <laughs> and leading everyone through this ragtag adventure through space is your very own DM, Dick, the Dungeon Master, Dynamite. Thank you. Dragon Thank you very Daddy. much. Oh yeah, Dragon Daddy, Gator Father, known by many names throughout the land, depending on which land you're in. have to come up with a space version of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll come up with something as we go. Synthetic. So we're playing a, um, a total homebrew tabletop game called Orbital Refuse. It's a, it's straight a, out of your brain, Dick Dynamite, isn't it? Straight out of my own noggin. Now, this is a, um, it's a space opera game. So characters can be a, a multitude of species. They can have a multitude of advantages and disadvantages that make them unique. It's a classless system. You know, it's more based around creating the character from a concept first and then you know, building it out of some really simple, simple building blocks. So I, I don't think I'll go too much into the mechanics of how we've built Zafre, Cleo and Herodotus. So I'm going to say that like, now there's, there's a fair amount of good and bad in each character that allows them to... Uh, Pitch in as they choose. That's mighty nice of you to say. <laughs> yeah. And it ain't over until, because it's a space opera, it ain't over until the fat alien sings. Oh, which we need to find our own oh, Griselda, yes. don't we? Find a fat alien yeah. and, and make, make him her sing. sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm jolly good. The galaxy is in a cold war. The three worlds mm, of the humans, the wraith, and the synthetics are at a standstill. There is an uneasy truce. No shots have been fired officially for a long time, but there's very little travel between the different systems. But in a, a neutral zone in between all three great empires, there's just an area of backwater space. And somewhere dead in the center, a long abandoned diplomatic space station, known only as midspace, has become a hive of criminal activity, trading, smuggling, and just general piracy. And it's on this small backwater space. Well, it's a big station. It's, it's, it's the size of a small moon. This space station. It's no moon. Which is a sprawling, but often ghost town-like metropolis of steel buildings painted a variety of colors. It has multiple cities inside huge biodomes that create artificial day-night cycles because there is no sun, there's no star. And on the space station, we're gonna meet our bastards. Dr. Zafre and Cleo de Cap wandering into a bar. They've been out, you know, doing what they do and whatever a, a jellyfish and a, and a bear get up to. And they spot across the room an old acquaintance of theirs, a uh, army general of some description, as far as I can remember, called Herodotus. And Herodotus appears to be speaking animatedly to a droid, to a synthetic, who's <laughs> sort of a, a tall, tall, lanky thing, uh, very, you know, bipedal, a uh, dirty bronze color and wearing a hat it's just sort of a, a jaunty rimmed hat oh cleo look who's here the old general himself listen here you brazen buffoon oh is that our old friend is that you harry 
think should we have a little bit of fun with him before we go over and introduce ourselves? Are you saying we should terrorize him? Let's terrorize the old fool for a little bit, yes. Doctors say that just ain't like you. <laughs> One moment. But let's go on and do it. And uh, I want to try and hack into the robot he's talking to and try and give him a little spook. <laughs> Oh, give, give me a hacking roll. We're getting straight into this. I rolled a 15, so plus five, that's a uh, altered 20. Oh, 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 Cleo. We're about to see the old general uh, in his best of times. <laughs> Busier than one-legged cat in a sandbox. Listen here, you brazen b- buffoon. Fetch me too sweet a glass of pot, or I shall see to it that your decommission happens more swiftly than our advance across the desert fields of Harmonio 3. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay, so Dr. Z, using a, a clever combination of his extremely efficient hacking skills and his, his racist innate telepathy, is able to interface with the, the uh, synthetic brain of the droid. Of the, of the, I've got to stop calling them droids. It's not Star Wars. <laughs> the synth, the synthetic brain of the of the synthetic life form. Oh, oh, there! I thought this was a robot. I am embarrassed. Well, uh, the difference between a robot and a synthetic is arguably just semantics. Like that's a big part, big part well, of why why yeah, they're at I mean, war with the humans, of course. To Herodotus, there really is no difference. He considers Ooh. them little little more than an elaborate tool belt. <laughs> there you go. You're on brand. On, on brand. brand. <laughs> you were doing it. You're all right, baby. All right, so what happens? <laughs> what, what, what is Dr. Z having now hacked the brain of this um, synth? Dr. Z, you're a bad Attempting. little boy. Look at you go. Oh, wait, here we go now, Cleo. I do say to you, Herodotus, general of the toilet, that you are nothing more than some C-class general rate uh, garbage baby. Garbage baby. Call him a garbage, garbage baby. Garbage baby. Now, li- now listen here, you. Yeah. <laughs> now listen here, you, you beggar boss. Tell him. I take no shame oh, in my so part bad. of the logistics train, but I tell you this right now. You address me as Sir <gasps> Herodotus, and you oh, include no. the titles and names that are my right to bear as part <laughs> of the most elevated bloodlines upon the empire. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I think at this moment we can uh, Cleo and I can walk in laughing <laughs> and Herodotus. <laughs> oh, good day, old chum. Oh, good lord! Oh, More Harry. of these. Oh, god! What are you doing here? We could ask you the same here in mid space. He's squeeze a quarter so tight and eagle screams. Making my absolute best attempt at getting a drink out of this discard pile. I say, and and sort of nod towards the the, the synthetic waveform. The synth is sort of juttering and sort of jittering, like looking about. His car headlight lamp esque eyes flashing and dimming and flashing back up. He goes, "I seem to have misplaced some time." <clears throat> well, you also seem to have misplaced my drink. Now go fetch it. Fetch. Come on, good boy. Fetch. Very good. <laughs> the synth <laughs> rotates around. Wow. It. That's some strange behavior in this station from these synthetics. All <laughs> bloody useless if you say me. I've never seen anything like that before. Yes, yeah, so it appears our friend's love for the robotical synthoid has not faded at all. I harken back to the day of the servitor. Ah, you know, they were prone to uprisings, but at least they did the job right. Ah, <laughs> sweet, sweet days of 
control. <laughs> Clearly, he hasn't changed a uh, bit. Oh, well, Harry, it looks like you haven't changed. Why You're would I? the same old sweetheart. Now tell me, what are you doing here? You getting into some money? Uh, harsh to say, Clario, my dear. I have once again crossed the mighty stream that is hierarchy and been flung out into these cold outer reaches of the spiral See, beauty I that see. is our galaxy. Lord, have mercy on him. I have missed his way with words clear. Yes, Dr. Z. I want to fire off an order. Ten, three of the house. And the simp, who's already uh, seems to have filled two small glasses with port, is now also fills two tall, narrow glasses with a frothy red substance, projecting an additional two arms as required for his rickety body. Catch the glasses, and he comes around, not spilling a drop, but looking very haphazardous. He spins very quickly. Oh, disgusting. Totters over and deposits them all on the bar. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, well, I do agree with you, Herodotus. The robotic form is very cold, but nothing quite like house boots. <laughs> Cheers. What, what in the blazes are you talking about? That I'm going to have to, like, <laughs> check out here. I mean, how is Dr. Z, being a, a jellyfish in a jar... How does how is he drinking his drink? <laughs> I think we I think we please um, let there be some kind of straw attachment. No, I please. think uh, I think there is going to be like some type of thing where like I suck it into the fishbowl. You just like dump it, it, filling up the fishbowl with this like <laughs> other liquid. Marinate like, yourself, tipping uh -huh. it into like a little yeah. ooh, hole that opens up, or like sort of sucking it through a straw. I mean, I think there'll be like a succular thing <laughs> or a tipping. I don't mind whatever's whatever people feel like. But, I, I have but what if it just gets tipped into your tank and then you just get no, it no, out no. of the water somehow? There is no way that um, the tank <laughs> can be open from the outside because after traveling with Cleo, and we can address this in a, an origin story, but after traveling with Cleo for so long, <laughs> the amount of times that she has tried to put things into the fishbowl, I have now made it impossible for <laughs> anyone to get into it without me going out of it. <laughs> we didn't even get to play that many times and now one of my primary sources of entertainment is now destroyed. So no, my fishbowl well, is sealed from the outside. I'll find a way in, boy. We'll see about that. Uh, Herodotus out here in mid-space loving it with the rest of us, huh? Mm, what an adventurer he is. These are dark times, friends. Dark times indeed, mm. when sons and scions of noble houses must schlep it with the likes of you. Ah, cheers to you as well, Herodotus. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Speaking of, what are you two uh, miscreants doing out here? Oh, we ain't doing that much. We ain't doing that much. Tell him, Dr. Z, we ain't doing nothing but minding our own. Minding our Hell own, yeah. hustling a few credits out of the lowly cretins around this place. Oh, this is a pure Making an honest living. Just trying to stay alive. Interesting choice of words. Last time I saw you, you seemed to be so little in reverence of other people's ownership of things and such. You seem to have no problem sitting it straight out of their hand. Oh, well, we would be lying if there wasn't a bit of that. We're forward-thinking people now, Harry. You know that. <laughs> As the three are, are reconnecting over some strange-looking drinks, Herodotus having two, because uh, I guess he's uh, raised with, with two silver spoons in his mouth, <laughs> the back door of the bar is open. Another synthetic. This one uh, a bit shorter, a bit more stout. 
of, of a similar sort of craftsmanship of segmented pieces of a dirty bronze color. But you can see like he's been kitted out a bit more. He's got a lot of mishmash pieces. So like one of his arms has clearly been taken from some sort of top of the line mm. battle droid. So one arm is sleek and very shiny. Oh, has a big, big blaster and what looks like an energy blade projector, both sort of fitted into it. Perfectly articulated. Mm, the surgeries I could complete with that type of tech. Articulated, uh, four-fingered humanoid hand and so on. But then his other arm is this, you know, the same crappy sort of segmented dirty bronze of the rest of him with like kind of just a, a useless claw at one end. But then he has, you know, shield projectors and various other sort of devices just affixed firmly and you know, soldered and welded to various parts of his body. And most notably, one of his eyes has been replaced with one very unusual to look at. It's uh, like a glassy orb that seems to be looking in all directions at once quite easily. And he saunters. Clear, Herodotus. I like We've it. got some company. Saunters into the bar from the back room, straight past the serving synth. The three of you do in fact recognize him as Dietz, who is a, a synth of, a, of, you know, of not, not, not low power. He's a influential gent on the space station and he's the, the owner of this establishment as well. This is Dietz. God, machines owning things. What fresh hell is this? Well, <laughs> I imagine the same fresh hell that you deliver to daily. Indeed, life. What an <laughs> absolute fuck. <laughs> so Dietz saunters, Amen. saunters over and leans casually on the bar. His, um, his one particularly high-tech arm flexing there as like various attachments seem to be sort of cleaning themselves and so on. It seems to be highly automated and very top of the line. And maybe he's sort of going through a process of, uh, of up upgrading, but he's probably spent a small fortune on just this one arm. Ah, oh, Dietz, so good to see you. Replacing the old skin, are you? Yes. I see you bastards already are acquainted with one another. <laughs> oh yes, we go far back. <laughs> you could say. Uh, one can only say so much about the ill luck in life. Yes, Herodotus here. Bit of the old silver spoon shoved so far up I've been unable to surgically remove it. Ah, uh, surgery wasted, I say. Some people are born to greatness, my dear doctor, and some people are born to live in a glass bowl. However, <laughs> scrap heap, what can we do for you? He, uh... Like his his one uh, normal synthetic eye sort of glaring a little bit at Herodotus, but not showing any other outward sign of annoyance. The three of you still do a little work on the side from time to time for credits. <laughs> yes, sir. I toil only for the greatness of the empire, for queen, for country. But if you should feel it appropriate to, to, to hand over a set of uh, standardized credits, then I would not deny you that privilege. Mm. Who's asking? I've, I've got a spot of work that, that might be right up your alley. Requires uh, a certain, oh. uh, how should I say it, uh, lack of fear. A lack of fear, a delicate touch, an explosive hand, and a uh, charismatic tongue, and well, then you've come to the right place. Very good, very good. Yes, but what do I need these two losers for? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Herodotus, never lacking charm. I think most, indeed, most importantly, it would do well for business to get the three of you out of here for a little while. I don't need anybody. <laughs> oh, you ain't wrong about that. I don't need anybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
bring us more house. <laughs> Cleo is like breaking chairs left and right. Too much butt for this place and its furniture. Slamming the table. And if you ain't ever smelled a space bear before, well, this is something new for all of us. Yes, you, Cleo. You've destroyed, was it, 10 chairs this week? And the doctor. I, If I needed someone interfacing with my staff, I would do it myself. And as for you... Well, they're a very rowdy bunch. As for you, General, uh, do you know Custom has gone down 60% since you took up residence at this seat? <laughs> who, who, who is he talking to? He couldn't possibly be talking to me. Herodotus. I, 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 I would never. I have never risen to the rank of general. Good lord, man! I am not even of that sort of social class. No, Commodore. But, 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 what was this about percentages? Don't pay you no mind to him, baby. <laughs> Let me just give you the details. Oh yes, deets. Finally getting to it. As you know, or as you may or may not know, <laughs> midspace was crafted on a giant asteroid that already existed somewhere in this area. What uh, what most people don't know, that that asteroid was crafted out of a huge cache of space debris. That's what the smell that comes out of the grates is sometimes. A huge cake? I just thought it was clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an easy mistake, baby. That's all right. Now it has As come it, it has come to my employer's attention that something of great value may very well have found its way somewhere in that debris below where we are at this very moment. I need a team with little regard for personal safety and personal hygiene to get down there and find it for me. Are you all in? Well, we haven't started talking credits. Indeed. First sensible thing you've said all day, old boy. You know we're going to have to have a little chat about that. My employer has... Also, bar privileges. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> My employer has set aside a considerable amount of resources to get this task done. Name your price. What? A hundred whoa, whoa, whoa. million Team. imperial credits. Can I quickly take an aside? And Deets sort of nods and sort of pretends to lean back, although his his all-seeing orb and his left eye is clearly able to see you whatever way he turns his head. I'm going to cast a little uh, telepathy guess... block or hacking block yeah. to try and keep ourselves a little bit secret. I rolled a 17 for that. That's a, uh, a modified also, 17. quite reasonable. So I want to try and block us a little bit as I lean into to Harry and, uh, and Cleo. Now... I don't know about you, Harry, but we've been here for far too long. The station, it's immense, but we would like to, you know, get off it every once in a while. Right, so wh why don't you just leave? <laughs> well, we have no ship, you see, but this sounds like we've got <laughs> enough. Oh, there we go, the old... You came to a, you came to a space station lacking personal transport? Yes, well, not all of well, us. We got been... here. We just <laughs> got there on public transport. We can't leave, yes. This, yes, we took this the indeed, my <laughs> Ursine took... friend, seems we to be the, the issue at hand now. Well, I, last I checked, your ship can't leave into deep space either, being that it's just a small local frigate or freighter, whatever you're calling it. Right, well. Oh, that's shameful. That, shameful. What? This is mm. true. Harry. This could be a chance for us to get our hands on our very own ship. Now the money we could make from there. Mm. Think on it. 
Would you be willing to get your boots dirtied, Harry? You know that's not what I'm about. (laughs) Eh, boots you can always replace. That, my friend, is the magic of logistics. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, Ursine, you ready to make a deal? I ain't never said no to a little scuffle. I will. I guess we'll all lean back out of the, uh, out of the aside. I'll lower the shield. And, uh... Cleo breaks another chair. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> chair breaking. Deets, well aware of, of the psychic shield being lifted, looks politely leaning back forward across the bar towards the three of you. Well then... Very well, you scoundrel. We'll take you up on your offer. Name your terms, man. Uh, the the price. The price, Herodotus. Price? Price? Are we going after privateers now? Name it. Give me numbers, man. Stop with the tomfoolery and the daggers behind the cloaks. <laughs> I think what he means to say is that we're interested, but we're going to need a real nice set of turbines. If you know what I mean. Oh, yes, Cleo. Preferably. I think everyone understands. Mm-hmm. What say you Now that? listen, Ursine. The deal is for credits. You can buy whatever you like with them. I... How much are we talking? I think a cool 2,500 should about do it. What do you say? Very well, as long as it's per person. <laughs> he shoots a look at Herodotus. <laughs> I certainly meant for the three of you. Well, I believe you can walk... One of us is real big! You can walk deeper into the proverbial forest searching for such a savage deal. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It's two and a half thousand for each. We walk or stay more like and create further unpleasantries in this establishment of yours. Dates. Yes, ten. Another round of the house. And I'll quickly kind of right. throw the glass towards the bar. The bartender. And you, tin can, get you out of here. We don't serve your kind. I say, point pointing my shock stick at, at some sort of local, uh, or at, at another life form sitting at one of the bar stools. <laughs> Cleo starts looking around for another chair, but there's no empty ones, just ones with people in them. So... <laughs> She goes to the closest chair and rips a guy out of it by the back of his neck. <laughs> Insert horrible bear roar and then just drags it over. There's a, there's a small, squishy pink life form, you know, quite rotund, only about four foot tall, minding its own business, sitting as far away from the three bastards as possible on a stool. And after being yelled at by Herodotus, then has his stool yanked out from underneath him. Where he lands on the ground, making almost like a like a squeaky toy noise as he hits the air being expelled from multiple orifices on his body. Oh no. Wait, did we just fuck up baby Yoda or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. This was a harsher debating strategy than I had than I had previously thought. However, I do believe our point is made, is it not, Mr. Deets? If you want to get into the deep Tales, we can do that too. During this time, the um the bartender droid has been doing some more house drinks, coming around with his spider-like arms, holding them aloft, and Deets putting one hand firmly on the chest of the robot, holding it of the synthetic, holding it back from serving the bastards. Glares down and says, "2,500 hundred each, and you find a new place to drink." Oh my god! Twenty-five hundred each, and we drink whatever we want, good sir. 
<laughs> Unless but, you think but, you can But move mind me. ye not, it won't be here any longer. Unless we feel like it, in which case we'll move back. <laughs> well, Harry, if we... 2,500, we can buy ourselves a ship and drink aboard it whenever we like. Yes, it's it's more about the point of honor. He does have a point. There's no honor in wanting to drink alone. I think that's a glorious thing. That's what I'm saying. Yes, well, okay then. <laughs> well, 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 sounds like we have well, ourselves Doctor. a little I, deal. I do believe we're of an accord. Mr. Dietz, hand, hand over your crusty claw. I wish to shake you by the mid. <laughs> Dietz holds out the one very yes. sleek military arm to take Herodotus' hand. Herodotus pokes at it with his shock stick. It's about close enough. <laughs> and Dietz, <laughs> in the way only a artificial face can, smirks and withdraws his hand. Then the deal is made. My employer will be most happy should you go back on it. So I suggest that you don't. Mm, very good. Job. What are we doing again? Let me show you where. Dietz pulls out a small disc-like device and uh, manipulating it with a slight twist, a hologram up out of it, showing uh, the surrounding areas of mid-space of the space station. And there's a point where a flashing X on the three-dimensional display shows. Very intriguing. Dietz points to that point. You can take this with you. When you reach here, one of my associates will show you the way down. Any code word needed? I'll call ahead. Yes, well, I've imagined an ursine, a jellyfish in a bowl, and a pompous idiot won't be hard to miss. <laughs> don't be a good doctor. Don't, don't assume a doctor on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Z admits that he looks like a jellyfish? Yeah, I'm very proud of being a jellyfish. I'm not very proud of having to be stuck in a robotic form all the but time. But he's technically an Atola Medusa, isn't he? He's an Atola Medusa, is his uh, species. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's a hard life. It's a shame that this station's not underwater. It's all right. It it's it all right. Yeah. It's only about what's on the inside, baby. Oh, yes, Cleo. Thank you very much. I, I know we share oh. similar prisons. Yes, yes. As, the, uh, as the furry one says, it's all about what the inside of your fish box. <laughs> <laughs> Deets. It's kind of nice. Cleo is stuck in, in her uh, bear form. I'm stuck in the robotic form. And Herodotus is stuck in his uh, desire for money. The per Just like perfect form. <laughs> we haven't actually, we haven't mentioned <laughs> that Cleo might not be all that she seems, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for raising a head there. <laughs> Oops. Well, that's cryptic, so maybe that's good. I don't know. I don't know what's a secret and what's not. Well, I mean, this is the first episode, so literally anything we haven't said is a secret until we say it. Yeah. No, but I don't know what should be a secret because at one point I was like, oh. what, is it a secret that I am a female that sleeved into a male bear? No, I don't think any of it's secret until you decide to say it, right? So it's. Uh, I think people just assume that you're a female bear because you've got a whole lot of fur down there and like a, a rather feminine voice. But then, you know, if anyone were to look mm. too closely, they might get a bit confused. Or maybe not. I mean, it's it's a it's a cosmopolitan, rather sort <laughs> of uh, liberal space, after all. You know how it you is. Know, ex outside of yeah. Herodotus. So the, the three of you are, are going to leave immediately then, yes? I'm for it. Yeah. yeah, let's do Well, wait, wait. Do we need to go to the store? I mean, you're all you're all as equipped as you were at, at, at character generation. Everybody's so, good. Uh, and Cleo doesn't right. have a, a single credit to her name okay. at the moment. That don't mean I can't buy nothing, baby. <laughs> I'm a two strapping young man here. There's different kinds of currency in this world, you hear? 
there's promises and then there's there's having and then there's having now let's get going the unlikely trio exiting out of the bar to uh, much to the the relief of Dietz who vanishes back into his back room to do whatever the shady gangster bar owners do on the space station there's, there's almost an audible sigh of relief as the three of you leave in fact as um, people sort of close in back to the bar to order drinks that they've been putting off getting <laughs> <laughs> as that squishy pink thing gets up rubbing its back <laughs> crying <laughs> just it's so just cute. been such a hard week. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I, I really need a win, you know. Oh. <laughs> Today oh, ain't no. your day. <laughs> and uh, out, out into what what passes for streets on the station, and there there are wide corridors where the domed roof above can be seen. And right now is actually projecting a simulated daytime sky. So you've all actually got a blue blue sky with sort of clouds, a, a yellow sun-like light, although there is no approximation of a star actually in the sky. It's quite a simple animation. And if anyone were to watch it too quickly, they could even see the edges of the separate projection panels where the clouds suddenly disappear in quite abrupt square edges. It's beautiful. But it does does give at least some feeling as though you're outdoors on a planet. Oh, I love it. Hey, it's a beautiful. Still, still kind of smells as though you're indoors, though. Not so beautiful. That's just me. Cleo, we did talk about that bath, didn't we? <laughs> Ain't a whole lot I can be doing about that. That's my natural grease. Mm. <laughs> you get used to it. Bear mask. Yeah, man. Yeah. Some people pay money to get that in a jar. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and they're considered... So, so Cleo, yeah. well. <laughs> on strong, yeah. powerful, but squat <laughs> bare legs, you know, trotting down the street. Herodotus, obviously, with a... With a, I imagine he was at least good at marching. So with a, a straight back, high posture, you know, <laughs> finding his way down. A pretty goosey gait. A very, very cold, <laughs> automated walk. I, I imagine almost that he um, doesn't engage too much with his mechanical body and just simply uh, tells it what to do, quite simply. Uh, am I right in thinking that? Oh, yes. I'm a jellyfish stuck inside the robot, not the other way around. So he has uh, the most, most uniform gait you could ever imagine. Like he walks like a video game character. On a repeat animation. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. And it's, it's it's a simple matter of walking down the corridors. The corridors, they eventually they reach the edge of the dome and then begin to curve round in a nice, pleasant round curve. It, it gets a bit awkward because the curve of the city has drawn on an imaginary cityscape that continues on, but you can't really get to it and then sort of curves up above you when you get too close to it. So the illusion of the sky is broken a little bit at this point, but it's still, you know, it's it's, it's bright and happy and cheerful. There's um there's a lot of people going about. There's a lot of uh, of small hover speedsters just sort of zapping down. You often have to sort of get out of the way as they don't, don't often slow down for pedestrians. There's no real road rules in place, so it's uh, every man for himself <laughs> going on here. But eventually, Ah, uh, Herodotus, have you ever ventured this far into the docks? Me, I keep mostly to the finer parts of town myself. Cleo and I have been, uh, no stranger to these parts. And why am I not surprised, Doctor? Why am I not surprised? 
So coming around <laughs> onto um, turning left, in fact, into a smaller street, there's great big tall buildings on either side, or the approximation of buildings carved into the uh, the matte steel walls of the space station. And yeah, it, there's a sort of a delineation between different houses because they've all been painted different colours. There's a lot of graffiti, but everything's rather sort of strange matte colours of painted metal. So it looks like quite a residential area and not a very clean one. There's a lot of people sort of loitering in doorways. Some of the doors closed as you come by. A lot of people sort of watching with big dead eyes out of windows. Nice. It's uh, like, a, like a slum. Eventually you get to the point marked on the map. Or rather, you, you get to a point where the point marked on the map seems to be inside one of the buildings off to the side. Well, this seems a right jolly bunch. Wait, what are we looking for again? Good question. Am I making this up or are we going into the sewer? You're going into... Well, it's not really the sewer. It's the, the core, the, the trash core of the space station. The space station, like, they've only they've only ah, built... that's right. Because the whole thing is moon-sized, but they've... Um, are you trying to say that people don't shit here? I mean, I mean, there is a sewer as well, but, like, you're going going deeper than that because the entire thing is built on a, a platform of just space trash that they've compacted together into a sort of a, an asteroid and then they've built space station around the exterior to, like, give it that mass. Because obviously, you know, they, they didn't... Um, <laughs> you silly bear. They didn't need the entire space. They just wanted to build a shell around, you know. I guess they had all the pieces for making making things, you know, terraforming planets. So why not just build it on a, a trash asteroid? Okay, I rolled a perception, which was just a uh, an eight. Trying to find out, you know, where we've got to go. So you're, you've been sent to retrieve something, and Dietz didn't divulge the details himself, but... Uh, you're going to have to hope that his associate gives you more information because all you really know is that you're travelling down to the depths of the station. I turn my voice up very loud and I say, We're here on behalf of Deet, that greasy, greasy fool with the one good arm and the broken body. At that, the bare mention of Deet's, several more windows and doors slam shut, but the one directly in front of you opens up. A, uh, a rather, rather tall-looking uh, alien which um, you do recognize as a member of the Darks species. They're uh, tall blue humanoids with sort of tentacle-like hair, sort of that often sort of slicked back. And, you know, quite, quite a lot, quite a lot mm. like humans. They are, they're sort of, you know, clever little weak things that are good with technology. And he sort of strolls out and says, I wouldn't go shouting about that name right here. Come on in then. You must be Dr. Zafre, are you? He said you were the uh, squishy one. Oh, I am Dr. Z. Yes. Let's walk past. He sort of nods, nods knowingly at Dr. Z. Ah, and that, the earth sign. Uh, mind the feet, hey. Cleo just grumbles. I seen ya, I seen ya. Hold your pants together. And he looks with a testing look in his eyes at Herodotus. He says, ah, and, and yourself, Commodore. Ah, rank at last. Even if it does come from something, it looks like my captain. <laughs> Commodore! Wait, give me a second. You can edit this. Commodore! Wait, second. Commodore Herodotus Arthurian Mendelroth III, at your service. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a pained look on his face. It's like, you know, he's, he's not sure whether to be happy about the, um, the elements of politeness or the elements of. of downright xenophobia but uh, he uh, he allows Herodotus in and then closes the door behind the three of you and as soon as you enter the building you can see that this building has been gutted he quickly with a, a twist bolts and you can see that from the outside the door looked rather weak but from the inside it's like a vault door and bolts all slide across 
sealing this thing tight. The building's been gutted, it's almost hollowed out, so the, the, the bottom three floors, you can see all the way up, and walls and walls and floors have all been ripped out. And in front of you, there's a just an immense hole leading down, and there's a faint green light emanating out of that hole, and the hole seems to go down very far. You can't see the bottom from this angle. Well, as the whale said to put a plant, we almost go down. Is that what it said? I wouldn't expect you to have read such elderly domes, my good doctor. Keep to your bowl and your fish food and lead to thinking to better men. And when I say men, I mean men both biologically and sexually. <laughs> well, would the great Commodore then please lead the way and stop us from any dreadful traps that may befall us? Well, I would not assume on the hospitality of our hosts. They for surely wish to lead the way, do they not? <laughs> well, only one of us here is a hole expert. Ah, well, no, I, I, sh- I won't be. I won't well, be accompanying you. I've been down there once, and that was plenty. I'm rave. I work with, with, mind you, not for deets. Our employer, the princess, has been spending a lot of time and money on this venture. As you can see, we've managed to dig all the way down to the core of the station. We're sending you down there because, quite frankly, no one else on the team wanted to do this part of the job. It's been a year in the making, yes. so... Ah, professional help needed, I see. Yes, well... So the mindless labor is over, and now you call in, well, as the... <coughs> settlers would call it, the big guns, the major kahuna. Vidigan, <laughs> we shall descend into glory. You mean the whole expert? Yes, well... Watch out, everybody. The whole expert is coming through. Make way. I don't know what, what Dietz has told you, but there was... Oh, do not worry. Dietz has told us plenty. Herodotus, lead the way, you old fool. We'll find it. Don't worry. We'll be right back. What, do, you know, do you even know what you're looking for? Yes, yes, yes. We know what we're looking for. Something big and upsetting down there. We've done this sort of thing before. I'll lead the way right after the Ursine. Come now! Don't you want to hear about all the things I've uncovered? Look, do you think that Dietz would hire us if he really thought we weren't prepared for the job? (laughs) He's gonna be a... No, we're three of the most professional beings on this station, and of course, you've all waited a year to find talent like us, and now we're here. Okay, well, just, just just take this. It could help. Instead of thrusting a data stick towards Dr. Zafre. Um, can I scan it and quickly upload it to my memory banks? Absolutely. So, um... Okay, I'll just, uh, do a hacking. I rolled a, uh, modified 20. Oh, I mean, easy peasy. So, I, I quickly scan it because I don't want to touch it. And I say, you can keep your little trinkets. As I said, the best. So, it appears to be an ancient manifest from some sort of space vessel that, um... Ugh, file's too big. It's going to take you 300 years to load it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a manifest from a, a vessel that's obviously been, yeah, was received and uncovered thousands of years ago, a very long time ago. I but, um, fucking knew it. Yeah. From what, from what you can gather at a brief glance, it looks as though in the, the general vicinity of where the station is was the last known point of transmission. So it seems altogether likely that, uh, that perhaps it may have ended up here. Oh, look at the darks. Ooh, very ominous. Now, step aside. He sort of rolls his eyes and he points, and there's a um, little more than a sort of a hovering platform, about uh, about 20 feet square. It's uh, quite a large hovering platform that's just sort of sitting there between um, 
the roughly chopped out floor and the hole. He says, It's programmed to get you down there, but you'll have to do the rest on your own. We can program it ourselves to take us wherever we want. Come on, Tobio. Don't change too much. It's got to get you back up again as well. Um, Yes, 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 again. Were you hired for the job or were we? He's just sort of like shaking his head like on on the verge of like just sort of, you know, he's got his fingers over his eyes, really quite concerned, but, you know, washing his hands of the whole thing. He's already been paid after all. Good luck to you then. Us men of True Adventure, we make our own luck. Thank you very much. Meditate. Oh, yes. Whatever, dogs. <laughs> Woo! All right! <laughs> Get on with your bad self. Get in that hole, hole master. <laughs> Whatever you... Hole expert. <laughs> What's that, Harry? This looked like a hole you seen before? <laughs> you inspected many holes before in your uh He's your inspected past job. many holes. Come before. on, you ursine undulates, get in the hole already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna get to taint it before you, man. <laughs> I'll high five Cleo as she steps into the hole. <laughs> oh, I guess I get to explore this hole first. Don't miss out now, y'all. Let's go. Oh, she's she's completely missed the the floating platform. Oh, <laughs> possible. Uh, bloody amateur. okay. So Cleo, very well. Come come now, good doctor. Let's get down in the vanishes hole. into the hole. I, I, <laughs> Wait, is Cleo just fallen in? Yep. Yeah, I guess. Oh, so much for our fucking professional allure. <laughs> All right, Cleo plummets down the hole. Let's follow Cleo first because she's moving the fastest. And she rather quickly realizes that this wasn't the smartest idea as she quickly reaches terminal velocity. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the sewers the size of base station are whizzing by. She can sort of see like dark metal, green glow still emanating from below, the dim light of the building from above. She's almost in darkness, but she can sort of see sawn off pipes Gets catches full in the face a spray of quite dirty water that clearly comes somewhere from the space station's sanitation system that's been severed in the um, the digging of this hole. The the layers that sort of she passes by become less and less controlled. You know, there's, there's there's sewers, there's service tunnels, there's pipes. What looks like for a briefest moment, like possibly a room where little grey men are doing some sort of work, but that goes by before she can even tell if that was real or not. <laughs> And then suddenly it's just scrap, like, you know, it's great big sheets of metal. It looks like it's been, like, you know, peeled off, um, like, destroyer starships and so on. And then suddenly, with a pop, she hits some sort of bubble, some sort of green bubble. And it slows her down for the briefest moment as her body slickly oozes through what seems to be some sort of, uh, of a outer, outer, slimy, greasy outer bubble. And then she bursts oh, through it. Okay. And all of a sudden she sees that down below is what looks like some sort of like ground, like the asteroid that's creating the gravity of the space station. And it is a, just a giant trash yard. It smells bad. It's uh, a lot of it is you know, various stages of decomposition. And amongst it, there's a lot of debris of like uh, of just broken bits and pieces of who knows what. And as she takes all this in, she crashes onto the ground into a not particularly deep pool of dirty water, narrowly avoiding, though, a steel spike, not oh. a meter or two away, pointing up at the sky, about 10 feet long. 
narrowly avoiding that, but she does plummet and smash into the ground with terrible force, taking 3d6 points of damage. Oh, oh damn it. Cleo, you're going to die first episode. <laughs> oh, no, shit. No, man. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, am I dead? So 17 points of damage. Oh, my Wait, I'm God. dead? Not, How much do you You have? are not dead, but you are not conscious. Oh, fuck. So, wow. Cleo... That's a strong start. Yep. <laughs> yep. This All is right. uh, why they hired the best. <laughs> Simply the best. So Cleo hits the ground and she's only got a moment to think of what a bad idea this was. As she feels several of her ribs cracking. Her face is just smashed into the ground. She's taken, you know, probably a, a fair bit of internal damage even as she passes completely unconscious and is fading relatively quickly. I don't like it. She's, uh, she has 50, 15 uh, hit points, by the way, so she's now on negative two. Should she uh, reach negative eight, she will perish. Can I reach out oh, using uh, my telepathy to try and uh, reach to Cleo to see where she's gone? As I see her plummet, I've rolled an 11. So Dr. Z is rolling 11. So Yeah, can Dr. Z shield me? <laughs> not not from this far away, no. <laughs> You're down in the Earth's core. It took you, it took you, you know, a full like I don't know, forty seconds to fall that far. <laughs> Doctor Z reaching out, and he's, uh, I guess, shocked by the um, slightly foolhardy, adventurous attitude of Cleo, and he can sense that she's that oh, she's yes. down there somewhere, and that there is very limited brain activity going on, and that there's a distinct possibility that she is, in fact, unconscious. But he can tell, he can tell that she's alive. <laughs> limited brain brain activity. Business as usual. Herodotus, why don't we take this lift to the bottom? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, let's lift ourselves downwards. Goodbye. Yes, I agree. We'll find Cleo at the bottom. She's somewhere down there in a bit of distress, I do believe. But uh, I think she'll be fine. Uh, and we'll both calmly step onto the lift. Indeed. As you step onto the, the, the darks, the blue guy, he's just standing there, his mouth is wide. His eyes are even wider. <laughs> He's completely speechless and frozen. He's just staring at the spot where Cleo was half a minute ago. I say, do you fancy joining her or do you fancy running along and doing whatever you do? Leave this to the professionals. He just sort of backs out, out the door. The lift doesn't go quite as fast as Cleo's descent, but it's still relatively fast as it blasts down. The lift, in fact, as, as you push the button, it manifests a really shoddy-looking, flickering, but a shield around you, around the lift. It um, looks as though it wouldn't really protect from any sort of uh, actual gunfire or serious attack, but it should protect you from falling debris or being sprayed in the face with sewer water. <laughs> no. As as. There's now Herodotus, now Harry. This is uh, one of the uh, oldest parts of the station. Um, Will you please refer to me, sir, by my God-given name? I do not care for this hairy business. Well, Herodotus, Harry, Do I look like some middle-aged car salesman to you? Let's not get into what you look like. (laughs) You are a fish in a bowl within the carapace of steel, good sir. Let's not talk about looks. I, good sir, might not look what you find attractive, but this is the human body in peak condition. <laughs> Understand it, sir. A bit expired, I do believe, from my medical reports. Your body peak is... Peak condition, good sir. Peak con- Maybe at some point, not anymore. It's worth noting that Herodotus has a, uh, a 
a faulty um, prosthetic limb, walks with a distinct limp, yes, yeah. and is actually yeah. rather weak, slow, and has poor aim. He was also raised by like the oldest oligarchical uh, sort of nobility on earth. So he has an implacable belief in his own special. I mean, that's, that is a superpower in of its own. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. If you could, sir, are referring to my leg, then I would have you know that it works better than any artificial leg ever devised before or since. Peak yes, well, I, Peak I sometimes condition. say the same things about this poor robotic form I seem to be trapped in. Yes, and do you blame the rest of the world for your lack of resources to upgrade your situation? I'm sure you do, you aquatic <laughs> anyway, during this descent, which does take a couple of minutes, unfortunately, Cleo's condition is deteriorating. And over the course of the travel down, her health has dropped another two points. I look at my uh, system overlay inside my uh, fishbowl. I'm looking at kind of uh, medical reports of Cleo and her health condition. And I'm also looking at the time it's taking us to take this lift down. And I'm just looking at Herodotus and saying... <laughs> No, oh, no, Cleo's fine. Yes, no, she's just waiting for us comfortably at the bottom of the uh, of this lift. You know, the old express shoot she took. And a, a simple, <laughs> simple um, sort of uh, projection of her of her apparent deterioration. Now that you are close enough to actually sort of get a bit of a reading, it looks as though you will arrive. I mean, it's quite tight, but probably in time before she will perish. And in fact, her health only deteriorates by another point in the rest of the descent as the platform lands softly in the the trash trash land just next to cleo's slightly twitching but otherwise uh <laughs> otherwise limp form now herodotus i only say this because i know you to be a bit frail with the old eyesight but you might want to look away uh and i'll, I'll walk over to cleo cleo dear girl what have you gotten yourself into this time and punch a uh, medical kit process on her Oh, good lord, man. What <laughs> happened to your pet? <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's a good roll with, with very what? poor healing. <laughs> yes. What the fuck? Well, All maybe right. next time you don't want to go walking off into a fucking tunnel hole thing. <laughs> Dr. Zafre, Dr. Zafre uh, applying his his medical kit. He um, successfully uh, understanding the, the workings of the assigned form. It's not the first time I've <laughs> It is, it is well. going good. <laughs> oh my God, Cleo. <laughs> am I awake? I need to think about stuff. <laughs> am, I, am I alive? Just, you, uh, so he heals two points, bringing you to a, uh, a healthy, still unconscious negative three. Oh, but uh, Dr. Zafre does have a few medical kits, so he could, uh, if he was feeling generous, oh. you know, continue the process. <laughs> Herodotus, I'm going to need your help, sadly, here with the old ursine. <laughs> what, 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 whatever happened to an emergency shoot that you were so braggadocious about? Well, Ooh. imagine her uh, bear-like appendages didn't manage to pull it in time. Ha, ha, ha. Well, that's what happens when you trust human work to non-human agents. Yes, ha. Well, I say let her so come. Just pick her up for me while I do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. The P sign 
leaves the heavy lifting for the humanoid. I see how it is. Yeah, that. yeah I zap a little bit of electricity towards him. He's just shortly missing. I z- <laughs> hey, fuck you. I zap some back. <laughs> <laughs> We have a little bit of a zap war. <laughs> yeah, so Doc, Dr. Zafre's one good robot arm um, can manifest a an energy blade, but uh, Herodotus is also equipped with a, an energy, energy, what do we call it? An energy baton. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly we're starting like classic fencing. Yeah, we're just stabbing. Like it. the duel in... Uh, Stabbing at each other. Like the, no, 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 like like the duel in, uh, in Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How about you piece Oh, you pompous idiot. Poltroon. Zap, zap. Surrender. See, there we go. This is the kind of rolls you should be able to get. <laughs> okay, so I rolled a... Um, oh, no, you rolled an energy baton. I'll do my energy blade back at you then. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> the medical cat. Oh, we both rolled a natural 20. So we both, like, negate... Oh, no, we both rolled... No, a 17 uh-huh. and a 15. Suddenly... Oh. Oh. Yeah, you've, you've both got quite quite big advantages to your energy blade combat. You're both very skilled fencers, in fact. I thought we maybe had, like, blocked our blades, like, you know, kind of, like, uh, matched them in some way. Well, yeah, I mean, more or less. Uh, Dr. Zafra's energy blade manifests on his arm, attempting a, uh, a parry. So we've got a, a 22 attack, and unfortunately a parry of only 20, which does does catch the baton but uh with herodotus's he's not a, a particularly strong man but like with his additional sort of skill grace arrogance arrogance and grace yeah he, he gets in just over and still manages to get a good zap onto dr zafre's robotic form fortunately dr zafre has equipped a personal shield which rather quickly you know bounces back the baton but absorbing the four points of damage that the baton does Look at you with your artificial defenses. Had it not been for your little toy there, I would have had a touche. Just hold her up so that I can apply the necessary medical treatment. We're not going to make no, it very, very far well. if it's just you and I stuck down here now, are we? Not with that attitude, we won't. Very well. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, with some small amount of assistance from Herodotus, or at least you know, a lack of being uh, jabbed at with an energy baton, Dr. Zafre once again. Hey, he started <laughs> he it. Did. No, you started <laughs> it. You rolled first. No, you started it. I rolled first, but uh, only after you described swinging at me. Well, it's no action taken until it's rolled for, so, it's you know, you oh, rolled that's, first. That's never been agreed upon. Why don't you fucking start with me? You said it. <laughs> More about maybe a threatening prod than attack. Regardless. Uh, <laughs> Very well. I responded disproportionately. That's how we built the Empire, sir. Yeah, exactly. Can we get Herodotus to roll uh, medical as well? To s- maybe it boosts huh. my one at some bit just to try and help I mean, Cleo out. Had, what, what do I roll? You, you are... Trained, trained in medicine, whereas Herodotus is not. So it's altogether possible that the Probably average of your two rolls might end up being lower than your roll on its own. But if Herodotus is indeed helping, I mean, it'd be foolish not to roll it. No, if he's helping, shouldn't it be advantage? <laughs> Shit. Okay, so oh. you had a 23 with Dr. Oh. Zafre's <laughs> knowledgeable medical expertise, but... um. I imagine they would add on to each other, not to subtract, right? <laughs> well, if he if he did well. <laughs> Whole new world. Oh, God damn it, Cleo. Why did you jump but in the Herodotus, Herodotus has rolled a 12, which, uh, <laughs> what, what's that, how? Uh, Heals for four, isn't it? 12. 
plus uh, 23 divided by oh 2. Oh my god, the vision is happening, you Don't guys. Don't you dare close your eyes. 17.5 is well, your, your average roll, which is that. actually, that's fine. You're, that's a successful medical application. And because of the additional help, yes, you've both applied four points of healing. So luckily, Cleo de Cap is healed for eight points. And finally, <laughs> finally, with a coughing up a bit of blood, regains consciousness. The nanobots and um, and and sort of uh, and drugs within the medical kits sort of doing work to stitch her body back together best it can. Her ribs still a little on the on the weak side, perhaps even with some hairline fractions in place. Her body sort of coming rather back together as she uh, comes back to five five points. Yeah, I'm gonna... There you are, you bumbling buffoon. What did you think you were doing? You have no wings. I know you're but an animal, but try to stay in your element, girl. Gonna sit up a little bit. I must agree with Herodotus on this one, Cleo. That was rather foolish. I have a little bit of a stretch. It's a safe bet. I feel like I've been eaten by a wolf and shit over a cliff. Not far from the truth there, Cleo. <laughs> Except for the wolf and the part where you were shit over the cliff. You made a rather elegant pirouette and then uh, went off into the great good night. As you know what, Herodotus, the poetry really does lose meaning when you explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Cry havoc and let's, let's sleep the dogs of war. <laughs> Somebody's had a day. <laughs> so now that you're not worried about the, uh, the mortality of your ursine companion, you're, you're all able to sort of get a bit of a glimpse of your surroundings and you are actually at the top of a heap of uh, of, of space trash. There's, it's, a lot of it is just sort of decomposing waste of various kinds, you know, organic waste, hopefully, you know, less than gastronomical uh, origin, but it's hard to tell at all. Okay, so you're saying that it's probably not all yeah. shit, but some is. <laughs> yeah, it do- certainly doesn't Great. smell good. Okay. Nice. Well, Doctor, we're in your bailiwick. Lead us the way. Um, <laughs> can I open up? I, uh, I'll do a... A hacking to look at the map that I was given, or the, the look through the device I was given, and try and figure out where we should be walking. I've rolled a Ooh, seventeen. The, the device, um, looking sort of deeper into it, you can see that there was some sort of craft, possibly from some, you know, from a, a system or a, a kingdom even of peoples that you haven't heard of before. They, they don't seem seem to exist anymore, and not much of it is in any sort of language that you can decipher. It's really just the the statistics and locations that you can actually understand. But you get the impression that um, it's the manifest of this ship that that went missing in this area, and that is the the extent of the information. And that would have gone missing in this area before the creation of Midspace. So it's altogether possible that perhaps it was part of the space debris that was packed together. Well, believe it or not, Trio, we are looking for an ancient ship crash-landed here before the inauguration of this here Midspace. Out here in this trash heap? Afraid so, Cleo. Y'all better get to digging. I was given to believe that this was one of your seasonal activities. Why don't you show us your expertise in that particular area? Why don't you? Well, I mix this fine assortment of drink. <laughs> I do believe that's a fair <laughs> distribution of labor. You bloody socialist. <laughs> 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 but I tell you this. If you threaten to establish some sort of working Soviet, I will have no choice but to beat down upon your indiscretion with great fury and the might, anger, and 
boundless reciprocity of an imperial education. How about you put that imperial education to work and try and find us a ship? A ship dating back to anything that we'd know or seen. Fly in our puny lifetimes. Something that's crash-landed here. Oh, very good. Amen. Amen. Ah, well, we'll have to be looking back to before the great expansion. Can I let uh, Herodotus use me like a Google kind of interface or something? <laughs> use me like Ooh. a Google interface. Oh my god, that sounds oh. so gro gross. <laughs> 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 I, will, I will use you like my own personal Yahoo. <laughs> oh no, it's worse. So we're using a, a combination, <laughs> I guess, of... Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to ping you all over the place. If it's allowed, you have to decide right now if you want to allow this or not, because this will define a lot of future roles. Yeah, I'm this sure. is this is confusing. Um, I mean, in any information that's uh, existing in the database of your robotic suit, you you have full access to already. Oh, I don't know. So Herodotus Either way. would not uh, would not access anything additional. I've got that chip downloaded into my body. Though, ah, I? see. So you, if you were to, to telepathically sort of give some of that information towards him and then combined with his military knowledge. I wasn't even thinking telepathically. I was just thinking kind of uh, like straight hacking computer wise, but we can do oh, it so telepathically you, so you, if you, you want. You, you open up a little, uh, little hollow screen and then he's like, all right. Yeah, exactly. That, oh, I got you. That's what yeah. I was thinking. So I'll look to Herodotus and open up a little hollow screen and say, uh, give us some of that colonial logistics knowledge and find ourselves the ship we're looking for. Crash landed here before the inauguration of, <laughs> of mid-space. All right, so what, what can I roll for to see so if I can do So it's simply going to be a knowledge, knowledge check, which for you is just a d20. This is just yeah. a d20. Okay. But I, I will... Yeah, uh, that's not something that you naturally have. <laughs> <laughs> we are, this oh. is just like the day for great rolls. <laughs> Yeah, that did not go well. <coughs> as a, as a, Surprise! As a Herodotus, looking like, do I get a do I get advantage because of my uh, <laughs> for what colonial education? For what? Because of white privilege? I've got because of, yeah, because I think of that's what he's asking imperial for. Imperial yeah. privilege. I've got I've got yeah. great <laughs> news for everybody. This game does not feature uh -oh. advantage. Oh, oh no. my god, Dick! What Boo, the you fuck? managed to save yourself from the advantage, Dick? You did that on purpose. <laughs> Girl, Are you amazing. He's only rolled he a does, two. I think. Look at what just happened. Ah, these newfangled gadgets of yours. I can't make heads or tails of them. No, that. If you had upon your disposal a hollow book or one of the Chthonian Bibles, I might be able to make some headway in the research upon me upon mine shoulders that you have put there. But I cannot make heads or tails of this. Asinine script before me. Even in space, some of us evolved a little slower than others. <laughs> and some bears could do with a little bit of bookshop behind the ear if they don't make nice own. <laughs> one small step, baby. <laughs> one small step for bear, one giant shot in the face. Oh, Harry, you just know exactly what to say to turn my gills purple. Now listen. I have been told as much on multiple occasions. <laughs> I love like, standing there arguing. Doctor Zafre's shield worn down to almost nothing. Cleo at one third of her health, not quite knowing. Just begun, laying in the not trash. quite knowing what the mission is. <laughs> well, we would have known the yeah, mission if they told right. us the mission, but no one would tell us any of the details. So we had to. You, you know, told them not to. <laughs> No, no one would tell us the details. That's the thing. Okay. 
No one told us the details, so we don't know anything. It's their fault, not ours. <laughs> now what? Just one moment, good doctor. What are we doing here? We're looking for an old ship before the inauguration of the mid-space. I've told you bloody three times. Oh, very well. I'll uh, I'll roll 20 for perception. All right. God oh my God, damn it. Herodotus looking around. I can't see a bloody thing in this mist. Go on, let's let's let's, let's get a look a look from Cleo. I've got a good feeling about this. Yeah, I was gonna do one, but I'm trying to find. Do I just do a D twenty? Just do a D twenty for the ones. I, I, I'll, yep. I'll sort of I'll add all the skills, every sort of skill in there. So you've got something to click. But uh, at the minute, like none all of right, you have right. advantages, bonuses. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Well, I um, okay, I rolled a four. All three of you <laughs> looking around aimlessly. But, <laughs> well, I mean, Dr. Zafre had not looked yet. Yes, there we go. A 17. So Cleo and Herodotus both looking around, not really seeing anything other than trash. But they're, they're still coming to terms with the notion that what they're looking for is some sort of ship. Dr. Zafre, who has sort of managed to piece together that much in the in the last, last minute or so, looks around with a bit more of a, a discerning eye. And he sees, a, a sort of, there's, a, there's a great chasm of, of filth and rubbish. It looks like there's almost like a pond of, of a nasty liquid, which is possibly where the green light is emanating from. But across there, there is a great peak sticking out of the trash that could be, in fact, almost certainly is some kind of structure created by man or alien. But it could be... I say now, now Herodotus, have you got any type of scope on one of those blunderbusts on your back there? <laughs> ah, did you hear that, Ozan? He asks for a scope upon a blunderbust. Ask me this, <laughs> good doctor. What is what is the function of a blunderbust, he says, sort of taking his blunderbust out of its holster, gently stroking it and, and pointing it in the doctor's direction. I'm walking away. I'm walking towards the ship. Ha! 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 Uh... And you thought that one had an education, eh? <laughs> Woo! You can't never be sure. You can't never be sure. Especially not about something like that in a fishbowl. What kind of school they make for something like that? Well, you do know what they say about fish in school. Bloody old lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... <laughs> I do my best. Zafra. Uh, descending. Descending down the, the great heap. That you're on and down towards the rather swampy looking bottom <laughs> as he reaches in he can sort of see that although that the nasty nasty liquid beneath is emanating some sort of green green glow it seems to be fungal in its uh in its, in its origin probably probably not radioactive at least hmm, probably not are uh, cleo and herodotus following or they're standing back making quips I can... A little bit of both. We're we're sauntering after. Like, we sort of started to come, but we're not, like, hurrying at all. <laughs> you know how it is. No. Wandering along. The doctor's rotten mood smells about as bad as his rotten stink. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I went all full... I, I went full... I went full clear there. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, it's happening. It's too addictive. <laughs> it's the character singularity. That... <laughs> Everybody's going to be cowboys by the end. <laughs> Either that or aristocratic gentlemen. I do believe that life on the, uh, the proverbial runs would suit me rather well. And they go, yeah. <laughs> As Dr. Zafre approaches, what does look, in fact, 
quite a lot like some sort of uh, star-faring vessel. There's a motion in the swamp ahead of him. Oh, God. Oh, Cleo, I believe he's now. calling you, Urzine. Oh, what are you getting into, Dr. Z? Bit of movement in the old swamp here. Need you here right fast. All right, all right, all right. Clea's kind of getting over there. Dr. Z, without any sort of uh, sensory feeling, can't quite tell if something just brushed against the side of his mechanical leg. Oh my god. You didn't. Ew, no, you, didn't you didn't just do that. Something just touched my leg. Well, some, it's impossible for you to tell. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. What a, what a nod to... Are you going to do like a little baby scream? Because <laughs> something just touched you and... i put the Wilhelm scream in. But, but Dr. Z, I mean, he's, he's not going to really care about some sort of underwater thing touching his vessel that he travels in, is he? No. That's real close no, to him, yeah, he's though. Not, he's not even going to be grossed out by slimy things under the water, because he is one. No, but he's going to be a little bit conserved for his yeah, life. Yeah. Not, not but worried. what if it knocks his fishball over? I'm inside a fishbowl. I'm fine. It's pretty strong. Not if yeah. you get spilled out. Pretty, pretty strong. I've got a lot of, of energy shields. They'd have to get through all of those you first. You don't have a lot of energy shield. <laughs> it all got fucking stabbed <laughs> by Herodotus. <laughs> I thought I thought I bought some. I think I got three, right? Yeah. I fucked oh. them up, boys. Oh, so you've you've got a um you've I got an, an energy right shield which you can recharge at a short rest and um. Yeah, I've got some. And a, a project, projector yeah. unit affixed to it that allows you to project it onto other people. But, uh. Yeah, I got Wait, shields. did you spend up your energy shields fighting Herodotus, you stupid? Uh, Cleo, Who's stupid did you now? step into a fucking deep old <laughs> hole, you idiot? <laughs> At least I didn't friendly fire myself to death! <laughs> Well, yeah, you friendly fired yourself to death, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, that's Herodotus that's has managed to go mostly. It's not even friendly fire, it's gravity, and gravity is not your friend. <laughs> no. Herodotus, at least, is unscathed. That is something I have been learning as a big thing. Now that I'm a big girl. Indeed, good sir. If it's one thing that we in the nobility have learned over the years, it's to let the lower classes take the brunt of the first charge. Yeah, yes. It goes back to the plebeians, don't you do? <laughs> Herodotus is the tankiest character as well. He's got both armor and shields. And is utterly unscathed. But anyway, Dr. Z Good. can now see that the water is churning. And something most certainly did touch his mechanical leg. I'll start stepping backwards. Oh, good doctor, did your water just break? You <laughs> see, he is a fish. He would be laying eggs. <laughs> and as Dr. I'm Z... I'm not sure that everything is as it seems. As Dr. Z backs up, something suddenly shoots out of the water, but a good few meters away. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, what appears to be some sort of just tube, like a slithery blue rather slimy organic tube pops up and at the end of it there's almost like a gramophone kind of mouth type thing that flares out Ugh. and it's it has several sort of you know, fine whiskery antennae on it and it seems to be sniffing about in the air towards dr z does it seem like okay. it just don't care <laughs> What? Sniffing about in the air? Slithering around in <laughs> the air like it just... Oh, okay. That classic disco song. <laughs> and then... An error-defining. All of a sudden, it shrieks oh. as the sort of organic tube thing opens wide and inside, hundreds upon hundreds of little needle-like teeth all 
flick out. What? Oh, no. And uh, lean back. I start running back. Green water splashes everywhere as more of these tendrils pop out and pulled up by an array of these tendrils. There seem to be dozens of them. They're firing out of the water and something big is dragging itself out. Uh, can I quickly cast uh, my shields onto the other two? Can I quickly cast two shields? The just immediately starts laughing. Look at that! The doctors, the good doctors at a family reunion. So the way the way your shield works <laughs> is uh, it's a personal shield upon you, but then you can like at will and quickly and reflexively project it outwards to someone nearby. Oh, okay. Well, then for now I'll keep it on me then. Yeah, you you can you can actually do that like as a as long as you've still got energy left. So at the moment you're all on three energy because you haven't been caught surprised. So you can okay. No, I'll, yeah. I'll keep it on. I'll keep it on me. Yeah, it's uh, you can as long as you save energy, you can actually do it during any turn. You can whoop the shield over, but um, mm-hmm. the hulking form you can just whip raising it itself out as water is dripping off it and splashing everywhere, and there's just a big, it's just a a, a brown ball sort of squirming. It looks like sort of just like, like a like a tangle of worms or rats' tails or something. No. And it has one big eye in the middle that's staring at you unblinkingly. The eye is, is huge. It's, you know, it's half a meter across as it's pulled up on dozens of these tendrils. And as Dr. Zafre starts to run away, one of the tendrils lashes out at him, attempting to capture him and grab him. Oh no, that's not good. It lashes out at him and he will be caught unless he makes a dexterity save of or or a um or, or something else like yeah if he has to make some sort of effort to avoid it um can i telepathically tell it to let go you certainly can okay i'm gonna use my telepathy to tell it to <laughs> let go oh fuck i rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh god Ow. oh no <laughs> <laughs> all right that's two natural Jesus. ones this game god damn <laughs> you accidentally tell it never let no, go no no that's not that's, that's <laughs> hold me <laughs> <laughs> what if that makes it feel good. Well, here's what happens. Dr. Zafre okay. projects out with his mind quickly and harshly. He's a, you know, a naturally uh, telepathic little little jellyfish. So obviously his first line of defense Jammy little is to do things like this, especially against an organic, you know, a lesser organic being like this that is going to have presumably quite weak psionic effect defenses. He reaches out quickly asking for it not to attack or demanding even. But something goes wrong. He doesn't, he doesn't do it with the... Uh, the, the finesse that he ought to. And the thing is enraged. It lets out a horrible oh, screeching okay. monstrous bellow as all its limbs begin to thrash wildly, each one ending with one of these flaring things, each flaring open wide and all those needle-like teeth all flicking out as they all screech. And the one reaching towards them curves around his robotic body and hoists him up into the air. I look at Cleo and Herodotus and say, well, any help would be useful. I don't plan on hanging about for too long. And I think we can end it there. <laughs> oh <laughs> the height of drama. Oh my god. Nice. Cool and wow. nice. We recorded our first episode. <laughs> that was absolutely batshit. And we haven't even done much of anything yet. <laughs> I loved it. I th- well, oh man, oh it was great. I'm so is glad that gonna we- become a run- running theme that that the 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 Earth sign is like gravity challenge? I mean, <laughs> it might might be uh, now. 
Yeah. Maybe she's... Maybe it's not the gravity challenge that's the problem. Maybe it's just that she's dumb as... I kind of imagine that that's like, yeah, you know, that it's... usually works out for her. Like she like is often like jumping out of spaceships, but she doesn't normally fall quite as far <laughs> as that. So she normally just sort of like lands. And... Or maybe oh, it worked okay. for me when I was a human. It was also because like she's super strong. Oh, she's super right. strong, but she's also super clumsy. You were, you were expecting to do like a superhero landing? Yeah, I, Maybe. I kind of imagined that when I was not a bear, I was better at most things and now i'm like a human that's trying to figure out how to be in a bear body and it's a real big mess all right that's that's good that's good storytelling <laughs> so like there it. is gonna be a lot of jerry-rigged weaponry because my fat bear hands can't do the stuff i used to do but the brain is still there that remembers how to like build bombs and use all these weapons but the bear body is like kind of a problem yeah so. that's be <laughs> i i do enjoy it there's definitely gonna be like weird moments where the bear body gets used in a very human way <laughs> to deflect damage but not but very humane yeah <laughs> yep that's gonna be great but we're still alive we're all still yeah. here so well, more or less <laughs> for now you know that might change in the next episode <laughs> start the second second episode was us rolling initiative into this fight <laughs> yay gonna be great i liked it it's I... gonna be good so yeah like cleo's on five health dr zafra's shield can sustain one hit he's used up two medipacks already <laughs> and you're in a fight awesome. sounds like backwater bastards yep so i seem to remember we talked about it last time but i can't remember quite how we ended up with it I, I i wanted like a uh like a like a light no like a like a portable machine gun turret sort of thing that's the point do we want to the setup when do you want to reimagine the like, rifle as being that that's what it was wasn't that maybe well maybe the rifle yeah maybe we could have that as a like a deployable you know where, where like i set it down i put it on, yeah. down the, the, the i'm gonna i'm gonna rename and it I, and i get like the heli heavy caliber on so it. rather than hunting rifle what, what are we gonna mm. call that like a uh Anti-material rifle. Well, I think like it's an anti-material oh, like cool. gun though. Isn't it? You got to call it a gun because you set it up like a gunner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll call it light field gun. Light field gun. Sounds good. Yes. <laughs> In a code of law. Thank you bastards for listening to our first adventure into space. With the backwater yeah. bastards in space orbital refuse. And if you have enjoyed this show, please head on over to iTunes or whatever you're listening on. Rate and review us so that we can climb the charts and get further and deeper into space than we have ever dreamed or ne'er gone. Yeah. It's not what your people can do, what your country can do for you. The higher. What you can do for your podcast. You can get extra ketchup. What? (laughs) And on top of that, if you have any spare credits lying about. You know, those lazy credits that at the end of the month are just sitting there doing nothing with themselves, collecting dust in the corner. Well, you can give them to us by heading over to our Patreon, which is in the show notes and also on our website, backwaterbastards.com. We'll put them towards great use, like audio equipment, artworks. And goodies. And goodies. Goodies, yeah. We like our goodies. Audio equipment, fan art. Posters, pins, and things that go bump Poopies. in the night. Ooh. Our ultimate dream of one day being on the same landmass at the same time, and maybe someday greater dreams still yes. in the making. Like our very own toilet. Oh. Yep, that. 
that's exactly that. You hear that? That's reverence? why we here. But if you have no that's credits and you'd just like to help us grow the show, then please share us with a friend. Copy and paste this episode and send it to your friends and say, hey, I think you'll like this. It's a sci-fi adventure with some idiots <laughs> who don't really care too much for each other, but also are trying to do a story together and it's not really working out quite well. <laughs> yeah, because the bears keep jumping into the freaking holes and that's going to make a lot of sense to them. And, and the nobleman's too listen. noble for his own good and doesn't like anyone else. And the fishbowl, well, is the fishbowl. There's no such thing as too much nobility as a noosa. We are what keeps society civilized, don't you know? Yes. And that's and the show, everyone. The so until the next time, we'll see you next week, bastards. Until then, bugger off. Sayonara. Stay spacey. Y'all come back now, you hear? Tune in next time for another Edge of Your Seat adventure in space with the Backwater Bastards. If you enjoy listening, but also have eyes, check out our Instagram, where we post drawings, illustrations, character art from our adventures. Backwater underscore bastards. Check out our Instagram on Instagram.